Hello and welcome. You've tuned into the School of Ministry podcast. Paul is your Bible teacher today. He has years of experience as a pastor, seminary instructor, and more. Later, you will be given information how to reach us. If you have questions you would like addressed, let us know. Maybe you have a need in your life and want to know how the Bible gives answers that apply to us today. Feel free to contact us. Now enjoy the lesson. In verse 3, we have the second hallelujah. Her smoke rises up forever and ever. You see, this is anticipation because Babylon, that city, the central capital of all of that, is going to be destroyed. And it's not that the smoke rises up forever, but it's all that it's cast into the eternal lake of fire and brimstone. And that smoke rises up forever and ever. Because we're going to have a new world. We're going to see we have a new earth. So that's what he's alluding to. It's interesting to see that from heaven's perspective, do you ever think about you can look down and see what's happening on the earth? You can see what's going on. We'll know what's happening here. When we're even with the Lord, we'll be able to look because that's what they saw. They saw that all of this was going on. You know, Hebrews says that we are compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, I've always had a little different idea about that. But we have people that are watching over us. And you know what? You're going to know one another. We're going to get to heaven and we're going to be able to recognize one another. Do we get a new outfit? We're outfitted completely new. We're going to know one another. We're going to have such, no more that old sinfulness. You won't have to say, oh, Brother Paul, are you belaboring this? Because it's all going to be without that sinfulness. It's all going to be joy. We're going to be able to see what's happening. It says in verse 4, And the four and twenty elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God and sat on the throne saying, Amen, Hallelujah. Then came a voice from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you His servants and those who fear Him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude. You see, the third reason we have the hallelujahs is because we recognize how great God is. I hope you recognize how God is so faithful and sure and just cares for you every moment of the day. That when things happen that maybe we should be gone, we should be dead. He still loves us. He still cares for us. I can think back about His hand of protection on my life in such a way that, you know what, after a while you begin to see His hand of protection on you so much that you can just rest in that. You can just know He's going to take care of us. He's going to watch over. He's going to care. He's going to do all that He can in watching and blessing. You see... The hallelujahs are preserved for praising God because even though He's bringing devastation, even though He's bringing judgment, it is right and it is just. In verse 6, And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude and the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah! You see, a thousand Niagara Falls. Have you ever stood at the base of a fall? It's deafening. It's deafening when you get down to where the waterfall and it's right there and it's... Can you imagine a thousand Niagara Falls? 
And that's how loud this great multitude is. And what are they saying? Hallelujah! 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 Oh, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. You see, that's why we can say hallelujah because God is in control and He reigns and He's in charge. He came as a babe in a manger and He was faithful and He gave His life and hell could not hold Him when He walked in and He took the keys of hell and death and they could not restrain Him and now He's coming back as the King of kings and His bride is with Him. We have such marvelous things. Oh, that's why we're singing hallelujah. Do you know what? In verse 11, it tells us here in 19, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. And now we see much like we saw in chapter 1. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man except himself could say. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and His name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed Him on white horses. Now out of His mouth goes a sharp sword, and that with it He should strike the nations, and He Himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He Himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of the Almighty God. He has... On his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Right there, we're going to stop just a moment. You like riding horses? I like riding horses. Some of you like riding motorcycles. We get to ride some horses. We get to be in the Lord's army. You know what? Little kids sing, I'm in the Lord's army. We're going to be in the Lord's army. And we're going to come with Him. And you know what? We don't have to fight. Because the Lord's out there in front and He speaks and they all fall down. Remember the night Judas betrayed Jesus and they came to take Him, 600 Roman soldiers and all of those magistrates and all of those temple guards and all those that came, this great multitude and Jesus just said, I am He. And they fell down. That's nothing to what they're going to see. That's nothing to what they're going to see because what happens now the battle of Armageddon where man has been battling. This fight, this warfare has been going on. We talked about that in uh, chapter 16. The nations of the world, everybody who's left, about a fourth of the world's population. And we saw that the blood runs through the valley of Megiddo about four to five foot high, 184 miles long. There have been some mighty wars in earth's past, but nothing like this. Such devastation. And man would just annihilate himself, but Christ comes and puts an end to it. Puts an end to all of those that hated, that killed the Lord's people. As a matter of fact, we're going to see that for a thousand years, those that were martyrs get to sit and reign with Him. You see, in this new world, we have a job. You're going to have a position. You're going to have something to do. Now, I like when I have time to do a little drawing. haven't done drawing in a long time. But I, I just think that, you know what, whatever you love to do, your talents, your abilities, you're going to get to do those things. This world is going to be so amazing and so great that all those things that you love to do, 
that are good, that, are, that God has put within you, you're going to do them to a great abundance. It will be beautiful and wonderful. Then I saw an angel standing, this is verse 12, standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying, To all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather together for the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and all those who sat on them, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on this horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake, of fire burning with brimstone, and the rest were killed with the sword which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. I cannot imagine, but I believe the Word of God. Now there are sometimes symbolic language, but I believe God is going to bring all of those birds of prey, those vultures, have you ever seen much of vultures? We've got out by our house, we've got some big old eucalyptus trees. And they flock, about 30, 40 of them every night. Flock up there, and that's where they roost at night. And it's amazing to watch. Just an amazing thing. How God created, well, He's calling them all to the valley of Megiddo. He's going to clean it all up. He does it naturally. He's clean. It's already set. Now, God is such an exact God that He said... 490 years were determined on Israel to bring them into a right relationship. 383 years have been fulfilled. As a matter of fact, you can go back and there are archaeological instances when Cyrus, the king of the Medo-Persian Empire, gave the decree for Israel to return to the land. Exactly 483 years to the day Jesus entered Jerusalem riding on a donkey. To the day. We know these things. We have this archaeological facts that it's to the day. And I believe that when the Lord said for seven years there will be time of tribulation. But it says that except for the elect's sake, those days be shortened. He, he cuts them a little bit short because no one would live. I've given you those verses there in your handouts. Why? Because at the end of the thousand years, Satan is loosed for a little season. As a matter of fact, you see that in, in chapter 20, and I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand, and laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. No Satan, no satanic, working for a thousand years. Hi, give me a moment to update you with a bit of information. You can reach us now at schoolofministryresources.org or biblelandmarks.com. You can also reach us at P.O. Box 837, Valley Springs, California, 95252. Please contact us with comments, questions, or to receive handouts and printed material. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, back to the podcast. You will have a new body. You'll be working for the Lord. 
You will have much to do. Your talents and your abilities will be used to the fullness. No more sinful influences there. However, there are those that have come through the battle of Armageddon. There are those that have come through this world and are still in their natural bodies. Isaiah talks about that. There'll be no more infant of days and only those that will live about a hundred years. That's Isaiah 64. Think about verse 20. And he says right there, so in other words, there won't be any more children that die at birth. No more stillborn children. And the pain and the heartbreak that that brings. But there will be people that will live about a hundred years during this thousand year reign. During that time, Satan was cast into the bottomless pit, shut him up, and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. Satan is now released for a little bit because that he was given that time. And God is such an exact God. He gives him that little bit of time back. And what does he do? He goes out. And you can see that in verse 7 of chapter 20. When the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison. He will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sand of the sea. And when they went up to the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city, fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. That's the end of this old devil. That's the end. That's it. They come ready to do war and God just puts an end to it. Stops. That's the end. But you know what? I skipped over verse 4. If you are a child of God, here's where we are. And I saw thrones, and they that sat on them, and judgments were committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness of Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests to God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. We'll close out. I'm going to come back to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Because we're going to see that in chapter 21. But I want you to remember that not everybody is in the Lamb's bride. I'm giving you some notes and some things, but I want you to strive because it is available. You can have such a close place with Jesus Christ and you're with Him all the time that you can be so close to Him. And we're going to talk about the Lamb's bride because we see in the new heaven we have a dwelling place that comes down. We're going to see that. We're going to examine that. We're going to look at that. But I want you to see that we are given a position. There are thrones. There is a job for us to do. There is a purpose for us. You see, we aren't just saved to sit by the river of life and dangle our feet. I, and, and you know what? I used to think that. I used to think that, oh, I'm going to spend a thousand years just fishing. Put my feet in the river of life. Enjoying life? No! We've got a job to do. You're going to be busy. And then we're going to have that opportunity of getting to go and sit and see Jesus and having close fellowship and seeing God the Father. And recognizing 
And it's recognizing and saying, oh, how great is our God. And we recognize His grace and His mercy to us today. He's wiped away every sin. He's going to wipe away every tear. And you know what is going to be in our hearts? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I didn't want to give up this old life. You know what? There were times that they said, well, I'm sitting in that prison. They said, oh, we're going to move you. I don't want to move. I don't want to go. Two years ago, Thursday, they said, you got to leave. Two years ago. And I said, glory. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> you know, Christ is coming. We're going to hear the trumpet sound. And you're going to see the Lord coming in the air. And you know what? We're going to go. We're going to be changed. And we're going to sing hallelujah. We're going to sing glory to God. And all of this old world. And all of the mess that's here will be left. And it will be all of Him. We are citizens of another kingdom. We are citizens of another world. We have to have that biblical mindset and know that wait, we're heaven bound. We're on our way. We live differently here. We act differently here. Why? Because we're heaven bound. And we sing hallelujah. You see, Christmas season brings on a whole new idea for us. When we recognize we're on the winning side. He came as a babe in the manger. God who spoke came in flesh who spoke creation and he humbled himself to become his man to take our sins upon himself on a cruel cross that he suffered and died and he gave up his life he was in control the whole way through no man took his life remember the times they wanted to kill him they wanted to throw him over the cliff and he just walks through their midst he couldn't take it but when he laid his life down he did it because he loved you he loved me that we could have eternal life it's as simple as that it's all in Christ Jesus it's all what he's done it's in his hand and look what he offers we've got a little vision of what's to come a little vision of the glory and, and you know what? There's more to come. There is so much more about heaven that we're going to be talking about looking at. That I want you to just go out of here being excited and that you'll tell people we're heaven bound. We're looking forward to the great things of God. Are you heaven bound today? You can today know eternal peace. You can have fellowship with God. You can have you can walk in that fellowship with Him. What is your need today? What is your need? Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the message. If you want to hear Paul in person and are in the Stockton, California area, we invite you to join us at Landmark Missionary Baptist Church, 301 East Alpine Avenue. That's near the University of the Pacific. He brings the Bible message every Sunday at 11 a.m. and other times as listed. We trust you've been encouraged challenged or generally built up spiritually. If this lesson has sparked questions on this or other topics, please see our contact information in the description or email us at sclofministry at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.